get ready for the journey of a lifetime. Omega Metroid is excited to launch a new series exclusive to our Patreon channel, The Great Metroid Area Ranking. Our mission is simple. We are going to rank every single area in the Metroid series two at a time. Join us on our Patreon as we delve into all the different locales across this amazing series and get in on the action by helping dictate what areas we rank next. The Great Metroid Area Ranking is available to all Omega Metroid tier patrons. Join us on this incredible adventure and help us decide for the final time which Metroid area is the greatest of them all. OmegaMetroid.com's Patreon is the home to the Great Metroid Area Ranking, ROM Hack Reviews, The Spateri Show, and so much more. Consider signing up today and see you next mission. Welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, reunited with the whole gang. Dakota Lasky, Doom and Old Crossing. What's going on, gentlemen? How was uh, how was your week last week? I didn't get to talk to you guys. Well, it's been a, been a while. It's been a couple weeks since uh, you and Goo were uh, talking about AVP, which is, gotta say, a guilty pleasure of my childhood. Really enjoy that movie. I'm surprised you guys haven't seen Requiem yet. I'm uh, very curious to see how you all react to that. I remember hating it as a kid, but I haven't seen it since then, so my opinions could very much change. Uh, you know, nearly two decades later. Um, I'm otherwise, we I finally seen it either to be honest. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a movie that you two would have seen by now. <laughs> yeah, weird, but yeah, but anyways, uh, yeah, finally, uh, finally beat Mario Wonder since we last talked, and I also beat RoboCop Rogue Nation, uh, which was so much fun, such a beautiful game by Taeon, and uh, it's so much fun, authentic that universe. If you're a RoboCop fan, this is an absolute must-play for the year, uh, without question. And uh, otherwise, I'm uh, on work on our future Inspired by Metroid game, which you will all have to find out about when we announce it. Ooh, very cool. What's up with you, Dak? What's going on in uh, in the Jersey area? I uh, heard that Aaron Rodgers might come back in December. No, no, don't <laughs> don't get my hopes up. Man. That was they played some ugly he's, games. He's not these coming past back. few weeks, man. <laughs> um, no, everything has been good. Just almost the holidays, so getting in. I'm already in the Christmas spirit. Um, games wise, I'm still working on Sea of Stars, so. I think I'm nearing the end of that game, so I'm looking forward to reporting back my my full thoughts soon. Otherwise, yeah, I've just been I'm really oh Jets games. I think I'm seeing Napoleon next week in IMAX. Mm, yeah, very cool. Um, Though that's that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing the Iron Claw in December, which is um I've already heard is apparently very good. So I'm excited for that. And yeah, so just been. Business as usual, man. Uh, had a little week break because what two weeks ago we talked about what we don't want in Metroid Six. Um, so yeah, I don't know, just kind of chilling, 
Nice. I don't have uh, I don't have, I don't have a big update for you this week. I'm sorry. Well, here I'll, <laughs> I'll throw it out there too, since you guys are kind of recapping what you got going on. I uh, I just finished the inspired by Metroid game as well. That will be coming up in the near future. I, I got the hundo on it actually. I, I went in and did every everything that there was to do. So looking forward to talking about that. Um, and man, while I'm plugging stuff, uh, I just fired up Castlevania Nocturne on Netflix, so got that going on for a future mm-hmm. virtual theater episode. Spoiler, it's awesome. As you, as I think you would expect if you're a fan of the first Castlevania, but uh, yeah, really digging it so far. It was, uh, there was a virtual theater legend that actually just showed up in episode 5. I was I was so happy to see this guy uh, rock, onto the, rock onto the show, so um, yeah, lots of uh, lots of cool stuff, but I, I don't know, like it for me, I kind of now have a lull in my games right now. I was I was telling Doom actually before uh, you showed up, Dak. I was actually looking at picking up Final Fantasy 13. It's one of the only Final Fantasies I've never played, and I found mm-hmm. out it's the only Final Fantasy that's like not on the Switch. So, was Final Fantasy 14 online on Switch? No, 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 no. That that okay, obviously right. is, is definitely not. I say that can't be the only Final Fantasy. I, that's not. I kind of well, it's. I mean, like those online Final Fantasies are, are. I feel like they're their own thing, like eleven and fourteen. I feel like those should just be their, like they should not be a numbered thing. They should just be like a cool like Final Fantasy online or something like that. But this guy I hates numbers I and titles. No, you know what? I Final Fantasy. Them. I really love the numbers, but I feel like if uh. you're gonna do a weird gimmick like have an MMO, that should be like Final Fantasy MMO. You know. No, no, I don't know. I don't. I don't. This? I don't know how it works. I mean, it, I guess it's because it, it's the the MMO version of Final Fantasy fourteen, so I call it Final. Can you even play Final Fantasy fourteen like not online? I don't think you can. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so someone that's a Final Fan, someone that has a Final Fantasy podcast out there, let us know. But uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna pick up that and uh, see how it see how it goes. Well, um, speaking of, um, uh, I have of, to start that game because clearly the two of y'all. Dak is, is doing some Wally stuff here, so we'll give him a sec to, to get back. But um, I, I was about to say, is that just my end that he's freezing on? Or <laughs> no, no, you're uh, you're you're not seeing anything strange. Um, so yeah, there was a uh, speaking of some games here, there was a, a indie world direct that happened today, and uh, I I didn't watch it, um, but I did read a recap of of what was shown afterwards, and um, just because I feel like there's like, there's usually some gems kind of sprinkled, you know, sprinkled in there. But um, one, I I can't say that I there was a whole lot that stuck out to me. But one game that did has this awesome title, which I have forgotten again for like the third time. I want to say it was. Um, Blade Chimera or something like that. It looks like this awesome Castlevania sci-fi Metroidvania game. It looked like very cool. So Metroid fans, if you want like a, I don't know, a neat little sci-fi side-scroller adventure, um, you should check it out. It's coming out in spring 2024, so not too, too, too far away. Looks kind of neat. I would, uh, you know, I would maybe put that on the roster of uh, upcoming games to cover for Inspired by Metroid. So, did you guys get a chance to watch the Indie Direct? Anything stick out to you, or you know, I know it's an Indie Direct, but there's some yeah, I, good stuff. I there. never, yeah, I never watched the Indie Directs. Um, you know, no, no, no disrespect to the Indie Directs. You know, I did watch a few of the highlights. Um, I saw Outer Wilds is coming to the Switch, which is awesome. I have no idea what that game is about or what the gameplay loop is, but it's something that I intend on playing someday. 
And so, um, you know, I think it's cool that it's coming to Switch. And then uh, Shantae Advance, which has been in the making for like two decades now. And so really cool that that's finally seen the light of day. Nice. Um, I ho- hopefully my connection is good now. I think Steam was trying to update itself. Oh, so it was it decided <laughs> it was going to take over all my bandwidth. Um, Classic. <laughs> <laughs> we are off to a hot start today on the Omega Metroid uh, podcast. Um, yeah, we're right. leaving that one in. Yeah. Well, well, we wait for Dag. Oh, it, it looks like he's here. Forget it. I don't, I don't even have it. I didn't watch it. Forget right. it. Right. I didn't watch it. <laughs> um, listen, I know that this is the Omega Metroid podcast and not the Omega Zelda podcast, but I feel like we should also touch on the biggest news, arguably, in the, I mean, in, in video games, at least it felt like to me, was the infamous tweet heard around the world. This is Miyamoto announcing a live action Legend of Zelda movie. I have a entire episode of the Zelda cast over on it, so you can definitely hear my thoughts on the subject. But I wanted to get your guys' opinions, see, I don't know, see what your temperature was. Um, because I obviously in the Zelda community there was a lot of let's say a mixed reactions, strong reactions. Dak, what do you? I don't know. Did you hear this and just be like, oh damn, or you just kind of like whatever? No, I mean a, a good live action Zelda movie would be great. So that would be really cool. I was, I still honestly was really expecting an animated one. Like Me too. I was more surprised that it was a live action one. I was a hundred. I mean. There was a part of me that thought it could be an Illumination movie, but I thought overall, like, it was probably going to be animated one way or another. I was I was surprised to see Nintendo doing live action so soon. So that aspect surprised me. Aside from that, um, I mean, there's still we have no idea what it's going to what it's going to be. So, like, it, the quality could be, you know, who knows where it's going to go. But the people involved, if I remember correctly, the writer is from the Jurassic World trilogy. Yes. Uh, the the, the writer, new ones. The writer has done Jurassic World. He's, That's why I said Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah he, he did a um, a script that I don't think ultimately made it, but he was credited with uh, writing the story of Rise of Skywalker. So I mean, He wrote a version uh, of that. Yeah, so, yeah like, and, he, and he also wrote I, Detective Pikachu as well, which is pretty, yeah, he did. pretty solid. He did that Is first it? draft of the movie back when um that other director was set on before they rewrote it with JJ Abrams. Right. So like it's it's like the movie could be great but like the people involved are not like oh this is a guaranteed hit. Like the writer like I don't know them like they could be fine but they haven't written anything where I'm like wow that's amazing. Uh the director hasn't directed anything uh that I think is particularly great. Uh so it like i don't know i we yeah. don't know who's gonna be in it like I, I so far like the people involved are not getting me super excited but like it's also not making me think like oh it's gonna bomb i'm just like eh, i don't i don't really know it doesn't it doesn't instill confidence but it doesn't instill like dread so we'll we'll see oh it, it's very exciting the premise is exciting though because i think a live action zelda movie happening actually is really really cool so hopefully it turns out good I was stunned, honestly. Like I, I thought it was going to be an Illumination or, like you said, like an animated yeah. movie. And uh, you know, I like I respect that because I feel like it would have been really safe to do an animated movie. And you probably had would have had more like consistent quality, if that makes sense. Like I feel like by going live action, it's riskier because 
it can either be it can either make the movie so much more or make it a lot worse. Make it really corny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doom, what what were really your thoughts corny. when when this news hit? So the actual news itself absolutely insane. It was just kind of just dropped out of nowhere and like I I figured like Zelda was pretty likely to happen eventually, but like I expected like maybe another couple years we would get an announcement at, you know, the earliest. And it's just like uh nope, random out of nowhere. Colonel, this is Miyamoto. And then it was just like, okay, we're 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 doing this, I guess. Um and then I don't want to say I'm surprised that it's live action. I was kind of 50-50 that it could be either live action or animated. At absolutely no point did I think Illumination was going to be a part of it. I don't know what what anyone was on when they what what you all I mean it wasn't unreasonable. They just made they a movie just with bought them. a studio <laughs> for the intent like, like <laughs> it's yeah. not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, but Illumination, like Illumination and Mario, that makes that Illumination and Zelda are like I I I don't know, what uh, whatever. A bunch of Zelda I, games either, are super cartoony and I, animated looking, but okay. I could see I, 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 either way. right up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just, sorry, keep cutting you off. Go ahead. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, either way, I I did see the episode with uh, you and Goo, and I pretty much echo echo your guys' same thoughts overall. Where it's like in the moment, this is awesome. Um, you know, I'm not too. I'm not, I'm not like I'm not worried. I'm not exceptionally hyped about it either. But you know, I I think it's cool that it's happening, and um, you know, I need to hear more info before I really delve deeper in that. Like, is it going to be Lord of the Rings or is it going to be, you know, Robin definitely Hood not going to be Lord of the Rings. Like, what's can it going to be? I throw something out for your guys' consideration because it's certainly not going to be Lord of the Rings. I saw a bunch of people just be like, "Why did they get Peter Jackson to direct?" And it's like, why don't why don't they get Peter Jackson to direct? I just why don't because then. That, that because, quality of filmmaker is never going to do like a video game movie. Like I don't that, agree with like that. Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan did it's Batman not, movies. It's it's not necessarily that they don't want to do that movie. It's that Nintendo wants someone that they can exert an, an amount of creative control well, over. Well, also, if that, they have someone like Peter Jackson's if they have price someone tank like, is a little higher than they have money. Well, I mean, yes, you're money, right, but if they got if they got a Peter Jackson or a Guillermo del Toro, they're going to want to you know to do something very risky they're gonna want to do something that caters to their own to the you know their own ideas of what they want and nintendo has probably a much different safer set of ideas of where they want to take these franchises and characters and so there there would be a lot of clashing and i just ultimately for what nintendo's vision is i don't think that kind of thing would work out as awesome as that would be and as much as i would want that so i feel like you know this kind of like directorial and writing choice just kind of makes the most sense but i i just i truly think that was there was never a possibility to get like a like a quality that high grade of a director like you you bring up um christopher nolan which is a good point but like to to counter that in christopher nolan's career up to that point when he did batman begins i mean he'd only done like two or three films Um, that's fair so he wasn't like a household name but i would throw this movie out to your guys's consideration i don't know if you guys have ever seen it or not but if if you remember i think it was like 2004 or five or something like that the the chronicles of narnia the lion the witch and the wardrobe this was directed by like the guy who did finding nemo who also seemed like an odd choice and and i remember watching it and i was like you know what this isn't like lord of the rings quality but it doesn't need to be like it it was like a solid like b plus and i was like this is really good for what it is and i think if the zelda movie can just be that like just just be like a a Really good movie. That's probably like the best case scenario. I mean, like I said, like the movies are too slick and too produced and too polished now to be like truly bad. The the worst case scenario is this movie is like Uncharted, which you know 
is is probably yeah, fine that, if you're an Uncharted fan. That'd be a shame though if you had like we yeah. finally get the live action Zelda. <laughs> it, it and would it's be. like eh, yeah, that's all right. You know, it's passable. I have like, a I feeling it'll be. I, I have a feeling it'll at least be better than Uncharted. That's that's. I feel like that's too low of a bar. Well, I think but, we but can do better than that. Here's why I say Uncharted because I I I hated Uncharted. I hated I it. See it. Um, but I've I've said that I've hated Uncharted before and a lot of people have been like, you know what, I, I thought it was a fine movie for what it was and and I think those are Uncharted fans and I agree with you, Dak. Like, I think we want to go for more than like, it's a fine movie but um, I, I really think that's like the worst case scenario is you're just talking about this Zelda movie you're like, eh, it's fine. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it's going to suck. I'll, I'll put it that way. I think it's going to be have a lot of Easter eggs, have a lot of just, I don't know, stuff, even if the movie does kind of suck, to, like, at least you could come out of the theater being like, oh, that was cool, that was cool, that was cool. Um, at the yeah. very the music is probably going to be incredible, because Nintendo clearly takes that very seriously. Maybe not when it comes to the credits, but at least to the actual compositions themselves. I, I think there's less of a chance of having needle drops, like, music, like, real songs dropped into the soundtrack for a live-action Zelda than for yeah. a... Uh, animated mario movie so i i actually would be very surprised if we hear any recognize like i think it's gonna be entirely original soundtrack or it's gonna be stuff from the games i don't think we're gonna hear take on me middle way through the movie or something now you're gonna hear i stand alone by god smack during the game fight just watch i'd be down i'd be down but i don't think it's gonna happen they should get uh that system of a down song there is it even system of a down or is that just like an urban legend either way which which song the the famous system of a down like Link he come to town he come to say it? no okay um, Google it Google it after we're done here it's uh, it's like an old 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 song that uh, it's been credited to System of a Down but I have no idea if they actually sing it or not either way that would be wicked I would even if they played Take on Me like in a dungeon montage I would love that that'd be so awesome I mean I I think like the question like I asked myself this immediately after the Zelda movie was announced and and i'm sure if it ever happened it's it's way far off but like you know my first thought is like i wonder if this boosts the chances of a metroid movie and i don't know i know like but hear me out like i feel like metroid does like really lends itself well to a live action adaptation and like if i don't know maybe zelda makes money maybe metroid could be next since it's you know seems i to, think object- seems to have a clear path there I think objectively increases the chances just because, I mean, the more Nintendo franchises get movies, like, yeah, that it means Nintendo is more interested in this direction. Now, does it still mean a Metroid movie is likely? No, I think we all agree on that. Yeah, but, yeah, like, the more, yeah, the more series that we see get movies, especially as we see, you know, Nintendo clearly not limited to one studio or one specific style, animation versus live action. It means that there's a number of different uh, possibilities that we could see Metroid go into. You know, maybe Metroid is, you know, an episodic uh, series instead of a movie. Like, either either way, there's a number of different possibilities. I think y'all are discrediting the likelihood of a Metroid movie, considering Metroid is specifically based on a movie, unlike any other most Nintendo franchises. So if anything, I think that gives Metroid a bit more of an edge. And it's also, I think, kind of made more for movies, like just the subject matter. Like, I don't think we're going to see a Kirby movie unless it's an animated Kirby movie. And so, like, I I feel like I think Metroid actually has a bit more of an edge, despite it being one of the less popular franchises out of those B or C tier franchises. I think Metroid is probably at the top. 
That like of that's kind of what I thought, but I didn't want to sound like a Metroid homer. But I was like, I feel like Metroid <laughs> no, really I... lends itself to like a live, specifically live it action. Makes sense. Adaptation. It's literally based on a movie. Like, of course, it would make sense to be a movie because it's based on it's essentially inspired by one. So, like, by the way, um, it was not System of a Down. No, some it's... guy Joe Playman or something. He played for some a couple of bands, Blue Grazer, The Rabbit Joint, or something. But Apparently, the song gained popularity after it was mislabeled as a song by the band System of a Down on Napster. And that's how we know Andy's old, because he was referencing something <laughs> related to Napster. And he didn't hear me say that because he just walked away. No, when I hear when I hear Napster, I think of the infamous Metallica lawsuits. That's the first yeah. thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> I didn't use Napster. I used LimeWire. So. Um, I used Napster exactly. back in the day. Um, all right. Oh, dude. Oh, really? I'm shocked <laughs> yeah. by that. Let's uh, let's move on here. So so our original topic here today, before we got a little bit carried away with the Zelda movie stuff, is uh, our favorite cameos that our favorite bounty under Samus has been in. And you know we got uh, we got Super Mario RPG the remake coming out in just a few short days now, and I know for sure that Link is back in the game. I don't believe that they've shown the Samus cameo in in that game yet, but I have to think that uh, she's probably due for uh, an upscale cameo in that game. So we thought it'd be fun to take a little trip through memory lane and Metroid history and definitively rank our favorite Samus cameos. So uh, I'm looking forward to this because I feel like I feel like I like I always forget some of the games that she's actually started. In, you know what I mean? So. Um, we're going to do this definitive style. We're going to have one. We're going to start with two. We're going to rank them. And then we're going to insert the third one. It's either going to go first, second, third. Uh, the fourth one will go first, second, third, fourth. You know the drill, et cetera, et cetera. So let's, uh, let's rock and roll. Dak, if you would. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so I have, I have a list of, of a few here. And you all can, if I missed any, like, feel free to jump in and be like, hey, this one also needs to be ranked as well you know because i think i have a pretty solid list now again this is samus specific cameo so samus cameoing outside of a metroid game not like a general metroid cameo or reference i also didn't include super smash brothers because i feel like that's way too obvious and also not really a cameo but kind of is but left that out i also didn't include any skins or costumes that make you look like samus so that because you're not that's not Samus, it's just a character that looks like them. So I didn't include any of that. So uh, so let's let's do it. I have, a, I have a little list, and if anyone misses any, yeah, let's um, all right. So I feel like you just mentioned the first one that we got to talk about, which is the Super Mario RPG cameo, where Samus shows up in the Mushroom Castle sleeping in a bed, and you can talk to her. So let's put that right there. And I guess do we want to talk about that real quick, or we want to throw another yeah, one? Yeah, we can start off with that. I, I feel like this this one might be for me at least anyways hard to like knock off the number one perch because I just like um, I actually I played Mario RPG before I'd ever played Super Metroid but and so I didn't really it didn't really register with me until I um, you know replayed it a few years later after I played Super Metroid mm-hmm. but um, like Super Mario RPG is one of my it's actually probably my second favorite SNES game behind Super Metroid so when I replayed it I was just like oh yeah Samus like mother brain cool. And uh, I, for me, I also played it uh, during the N64 era, um, not for the first time, but again, for the first time in a long time. And mm. that, like, that was almost like, it was almost like my Samus for that generation, you know, like the Super Smash Bros, 
watching her, realizing that she was in Super Mario RPG this whole time. Um, so I have a pretty fond memory of that one. It's it's simple. It's cute. I really like it. I just I really love Super Mario RPG in general. Um, so yeah, I, this one is a high one for me. I, I really like Samus just you know snoozing the day away in her power suit too, which is great. Yes, yes. Tuma, what about you? Well, I have not played Super Mario RPG yet. I will be very soon when it drops on Thursday. Very excited to uh, play that for the first time. And uh, but yeah, I have seen the cameo though, and yeah, it's a it's just a really clever quote. You know, resting before resting for the battle for Mother Brain. Um, really cool reference. Not something you'd expect to see in uh, in a Mario title, but it's there. I don't know what else to say. It's pretty cool though. Yeah, I think it's the the baseline cameo. I think there are ones that are better, the ones that are worse. For me, it's right in the middle, actually, just because it's a great cameo, but there are ones that do way more with it. This is better than the baseline, though. I think, like you said, Andy, I mean, it's it's nice and simple, funny. Samus is sitting in her suit in, in the bed, and it just looks ridiculous, and it's like a classic <laughs> meme image. So, yeah, I think it's a really solid one. And considering we're talking about classic cameos, I want to bring up the other one that I think of as like a classic cameo for Samus is the Tetris NES cameo where samus has the cello um and yeah she's playing a cello that's pretty much what she do i think it's what a secret ending in tetris nes or a secret finish along the levels where you get a bunch of nintendo characters show up and whatnot and uh samus for whatever reason is playing a cello and personally i uh i have it below super mario rpg but it's pretty dope pretty cool we got to bring that back andy what about you this is like if Mario RPG was my one, this would be like a, a very close second. I there's something mm-hmm. just like so. I mean, first of all, there's something just so magical about a good game of Tetris. Second of all, uh, this this screen is just like so incredible. Like if you look at it, you've got like a who's who of Nintendo royalty here. You've got Mario, Luigi, Peach, Link, Samus, Bowser, DK, Kid, like. Pitt is up. Uh, Pitt's kind of the outlier. He's like the the Wheeler Yuta of the group. But I mean, you've, you've got like you've got like some some awesome Nintendo legends here, just like strumming away doing their thing. Um, makes me smile every time I see it. I I really like, you know, I I love the uh, I love that you just have these guys, especially right beside like the big, like I think it's supposed to be like some kind of Russian building or something like that in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I find it very charming. So I would be, I could be swayed either way if if this was number one or number two on our list. I I would I would probably put it at number two, but like just so yeah. I, I'm open for business if you guys want to try and convince me here. What uh, you know? What you think? My heart wants to say number one because obviously you know music major and whatnot, and just Samus playing the cello is just so weird but so cool objectively i gotta admit that mario rpg cameo is probably cooler and so i I think that should be number one on the list so far but uh but yeah i absolutely love it that we actually have a gif of that in our discord server as um as uh, one of our emotes of samus just jamming Mm -hmm. away on that cello so nice yeah no you're right all right well i think because we have two votes to one we're gonna put super mario rpg above tetris nes we're gonna put the the cello samus below super mario rpg samus in a bed so all right we're, we're, we're making good progress. The next one I have on the list here, we had Tetris NES, we had Sumar RPG. I'm going to bring it back to a more modern game, Dead or Alive Dimensions for the DS. 
Dead or Alive Dimensions for the DS. If you didn't you mean play the this 3DS. Game, sorry. For the 3DS, yes. Uh, Dead or Alive Dimensions. If you haven't played this game, uh, Dead or Alive fighting game. In that game, there is the geothermal uh, reactor or geothermal power plant stage. Sorry. And Ridley shows up and is like, I believe he's like a stage hazard, like outright. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he's messing around. And then Samus shows up in Federation Force style, only in a morph ball, shows up, power bombs Ridley and kills him and, and resets the stage. Uh, Andy, thoughts on this cameo? Where are we putting it? Okay, so I want to I preface this with this is going to be an unfair assessment because I have not played Dead or Alive Dimensions. However, I I think that this one's going to be a low one, fellas, here. And I'll <laughs> tell you for a few reasons why. First of all, it brings the Pyrosphere stage from Smash, which yep. is like one of my least favorite Metroid stages. Second of all, it brings the other M version of Ridley, who I'm learning now is called Nemesis Ridley. So there you go. Uh, which is, I think... I think almost inarguably like the worst version of Ridley and it brings the Federation Forest version of Samus who's just a big ball which I think is probably inarguably maybe arguably the worst version of Samus as well so you've got you've got three things three strikes right away that I'm just kind of like I don't know about uh. that like the stage <laughs> itself actually looks like awesome like it looks uh it looks beautiful. It looks, uh, you mm -hmm. know, exactly like the smash stage, which is pretty impressive since this is a 3ds game. But I mean, it's, I mean, it's basically the exact scene out of Metroid other M, which is my least favorite scene in the game. Um, Samus has a very small cameo. If this was a Ridley cameo, I'd rank it higher, but yeah, it's I, a great. Ridley, it's one of the yeah. best Ridley cameos. I think, I mean, he's, it's gotta be one full, of the only Ridley cameos, right? One like, of the only ones. Yeah. It's one, yeah. <laughs> one of the only ones. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. This is well. At least for the two we have right here, I put I put it below Super Mario RPG and, and Tetris NES uh, for a lot of the same reasons that you put. It's a cool idea, but honestly, like, I mean, it, it's really cool that Team Ninja did this like reference for Other M because obviously they worked on both games. But Samus should have been a fighter. Like Samus should have been a playable character in the game. And they couldn't make that happen, so we got this like cop out like cameo where Samus doesn't even show up. She's just a morph ball. I I think to me it's a really cool idea, but the drawback of like it could be so much cooler and it implements other M that it really knocks it down a, a bunch of notches for me. And Samus should have just been outright a dead or alive character, which would have been really cool. So the 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 cameo itself also is Samus just in morph ball mode. It's mostly a Ridley cameo. So I'm going to put it below for me, Super Mario RPG and Tetris NES. Uh, Doom, what about you? I think you summed it up perfectly at the end where it's like the Metroid cameo aspect of it is really cool, but the Samus cameo aspect of it doesn't go anywhere near as far enough. And so, and that's aside from the fact that it's a reference to arguably the lowest moment of other M. And so yeah. I feel like because of that alone, you have to rank it below. And yeah, Samus totally could work as a fighter, even in a dead or alive game, especially, you know how they introduced all the melee combat and other M like this was the time to do it. It would have been sick. Really. It would have been really cool. And it would have been the first time dead or alive had similar uh, guest characters. If y'all remember yeah. there was a, yeah, Spartan. they did. Um, they, they did the master chief knockoff in four. They could have totally done Samus. Yeah. Dead or alive four had a, had a Spartan in it. So mm -hmm. I believe Nicole was her name. 
who I think is actually canon in the Halo series, not her, the oh, events. That's of, interesting. I'm pretty sure she's written in the lore somewhere, like the character's name. I don't think it's the same. Like it doesn't reference yeah, any yeah. of the dead alive or stuff. But there is a Spartan in Halo who has the same name and is the same individual. I'm pretty sure, but with no relation to the the dead alive stuff. But I'm pretty sure that was added after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's obviously why we got the Hayabusa set in Halo Three because of that relationship they got. Team Ninja got a Spartan, and Bungie got uh, the cool Hayabusa set for multiplayer, which was really cool. Um, all right, so we have three. So far, we have Super Mario RPG, that cameo. And first, we have Tetris NES. And second, we have Dead or Alive Dimensions for the 3DS. In third, I'm going to bring it back to uh, a classic here. Uh, has anyone played the game F1 Race? I haven't, but Samus makes a ca- cameo <laughs> at the end of Course 7. Where she appears a bunch of other, uh, next to a bunch of scantily clad women in bikinis, uh, waving at the racer as she is in her full power suit, and this is technically an official cameo as far as I know. So, any thoughts? Any any big F one <laughs> race fans out there? Uh, <laughs> Are you seeing what I'm talking about? I can't say that I have uh, played the f1 race game i'm in fact trying to google it to see when it can when it actually came out this looks like uh this looks like a game boy game to me like an or like an early game boy game uh i think because there's no color i I would imagine i think it's an nes game is it okay um it's it's black and white for me so i'm i think it's game boy yeah either way it, it looks like an old game the thing that sticks out to me here is i just think it's funny that Samus is like fully donned in her power suit and she's got all these like babes around her in bikinis. And it's just like it, it, it infers to me that maybe this was like a really early Game Boy or late NES game or something like that, where like they were trying to play it sly. If, if you know, you hadn't finished Metroid yet to be spoiled on the ending. I, I don't know. I mean, like this, this is like a fine enough uh, cameo. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't have too much skin in this one but it's not it's cool. not amazing i think it's kind of funny obviously again you have like it's like the play on the oh you have like the the race girls at the yeah. end like they're like these hot girls and then you have samus in this full yeah. suit armor um which is uh you know a funny gag for 1984 or 1990s whatever it's actually so the original for the famicom f1 race was in 1984 and then it was re-released for the game boy uh so the original was just in japan but then the game boy release was in like Japan, North America, Europe, and that was in the 90s. Mm. So the Game Boy version added the end screens for all the races that had a bunch of Nintendo characters in them. So like Mario, Luigi, Peach, like pretty much Mario characters and then Samus, Pit, and Donkey Kong. Um, so there was one for, for Samus, but it wasn't in the original game. It was in the Game Boy release, and it made for a funny little uh, little image. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> hey, you know what? Samus knew what's up. <laughs> that's all yeah. I can. That's all I can add. <laughs> I think I would put it below all the other cameos just because it's pretty much yeah. very, very basic. But it's uh, it's funny. You know, I I think I might have tried to make an argument for it above the Dead or Alive one, but I don't know how much in good faith that argument could have really been. That that's really just an anti Metroid other M argument at that point. <laughs> so I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think that the the Dead or Alive cameo is like cinematic and cool and dynamic enough that I can get over some of the the drawbacks enough to put it above F1 race for the Game Boy. <laughs> At the very least it doesn't include the other M cutscene. If it did if it included the cutscene then it would go below, I think. 
Yeah. I think that would have been funnier if it forced you to watch the cutscene every time. <laughs> just <laughs> every time mid-fight, just everyone puts yeah, down their 3DS. <laughs> um, okay, next one. This was one of my favorites, and I know it's going to be one of Andy's favorites because it's from Kirby's Dreamland 3. <laughs> now, I'm not talking about any of these situations from the Kirby games where Kirby can turn into a Samus statue. That's not Samus. But at the end of Stage 2, Room 3 which, by the way, is full of Metroids, Metroid larva that Kirby can fight. If Kirby takes out all of the Metroids with the ice power, Samus will be at the end of the level, unmasked, and gives Kirby a little item, a little health item. If Kirby doesn't defeat all the Metroids, Samus is still there, but Samus just kind of stands there without the mask or with with the helmet on and kind of just stares at Kirby and and nothing happens. (laughs) So I thought, I know, I mean, I'm seeing all the looks that that Andy is giving, but for me... I have this at the near the top of my list. I think this is one of the best Samus cameos for a number of reasons. Number one, Samus actually shows up. She's standing there full Samus. She's not in a bed. She's not in a morph ball mode. She's not playing a cello. She's just you see Samus. It's the real Samus. And I think the coolest thing about it is that it plays on the aspects of Metroid, where if you depending on how you complete the level changes the end of like what you get, you get a prize, you get Samus without her helmet or not, you get a, you know, extra bonus content or not in the form of like a health pack, or whatever. So it plays on that. Obviously it has Metroids along with it. You use like, you know, the, and these aspects, I guess are away from Samus, but it has the whole pack package, not just Samus showing up, but also a bunch of Metroid elements using an ice power, to take out Metroids, getting different endings. Samus literally showing up. I thought this was really, really cool. It's second on my list. I would put it all the way at the top above all the other cameos easily. This is a full-fledged, awesome cameo. I think it's really cool. Oh God. Uh, yeah, awesome cameo. Yeah, sorry, Andy, but I have to agree with Dak here. This is easily the best cameo that we've talked about so far. <laughs> this is, this it's is also definitely really... below Tetris what? and how? How do you How do you say that in good faith? This is a full, like, don't even, this is a full cameo that speaks to not only Samus, but the games themselves. How? How? So, okay. So I'm going to, obviously, I'm going to preface this with, to no one's surprise, I have not played Kirby's Dreamland 3. But, and I, I'm going to also preface this by saying, I think that the sprite work is really cool in this game. I like the way that the Metroids look. I like the way Samus looks. I like, ah, it just looks really cool. Yeah. I would say, for me, like if you're Samus is just standing there, she's just looking. Now, I think if you were to ask me what's cooler, Samus just standing looking, or Samus playing the cello, cello, or Samus like <laughs> Why are you playing snoozing. it like a guitar? Okay, you remember that scene uh, in School of Rock? School of Rock, yeah. <laughs> oh gotcha. Playing it. Yeah, come on. Cello, it's a come on, I got that. Come on. <laughs> Uh, funny, uh, major very quick here. aside, I just watched Goosebumps with Jack Black. That dude's still got it. He he rocks. What, the new one? Yeah. Well, it, not like new, new. It actually, it came out like 2015. The, I was surprised. The most real... Sorry, the most I mean, I just... One. Yes. I, I just watched the Super Mario Brothers movie. He still got it there, so... <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so like, I also think... Watch Tropic Thunder. Sorry. Sorry. I haven't seen that in a long time. <laughs> I don't think Great. I've seen that since it came out. I watched Predator this weekend. Anyways, so... Go ahead. My, my opinion, my humble opinion that I would... Can, you know, present for your gentleman's consideration. So I think playing a cello is funnier. I think that lying down in bed saying I gotta sleep to fight Mother Brain is funnier. This one, it looks fine. I'd be willing to say that I'd put it third on the list, but she's just standing there. She's not doing anything. Her hair's not blowing in the wind. You know, 
I'm actually gonna I'm gonna concede that Andy has a point. He has a point that of all the cool poses or not poses, like how Samus herself is featured, the cello is cooler, the bed is funnier. Yes, I agree with that. But she looks really cool. It's part of a full cameo that makes sense that she's involved in. I I I still respectfully disagree, but I think you make a very valid point. And I think if I she think was playing one... a cello in Kirby's Dreamland Three, it would be the perfect cameo. I, I mean, you I can think... argue with that to that point. Yeah, I think the difference here is that it's a cameo that's a payoff for like a really cool gameplay sequence. Like, yeah, mm, the Metroids yeah. are technically not part of the Samus cameo. That's more of a Metroid cameo, especially because you can also freeze them as well for the gameplay loop. But like it feels, you know, it almost feels like this really cool reward at the end of an already. You, you, obviously, the Metroid cameo is the whole is the highlight, and then the Samus cameo at the end is like this really killer punchline to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And like, if we're talking about the Samus cameo on its own, maybe we would rank it below. But like ranking them together and like that Metroid cameo beforehand, I feel like enhances the Samus part of the cameo. Yeah, because like it, because like the Dead or Alive one, like if that one had Samus more in it, even though it was more of a Ridley cameo, that still would have been way better than her just being in Morph Ball mode. So I do agree that like there is like I like that it it plays to a whole like there Samus's cameo is kind of the reward. She's kind of just standing there though, but uh, hey, she looks cool standing there. I mean, I love when Samus stands there. I'm I'm clearly outvoted. I and I will say that um, I do respect that this has some like classic metroidism to it that's not a word mm-hmm. but like you know like if, if you defeat if you word. if you do certain requirements you get like the better ending or the better pose or whatever right which you know it's been a thing since the very first metroid game so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be number one on my list potentially there's a bit of bias seeping through there that uh, i may or may not acknowledge <laughs> yeah, that's but okay. uh you know what? If, if if you guys feel strongly that it's number one, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I won't well, I won't die on that hill. I think uh, that means that our definitive list now looks as unless unless Doom you're wanted somewhere else, but I was going to put this at the top of our current list. I was, I was putting it at the top, yeah. All right, so for recap, we have Kirby's Dreamland three, we have Super Mario RPG, Tetris NES, Dead or Alive Dimensions, and then F one Race. I have a few more here, and then if there's any others that I've forgotten, feel free to let me know. Really um, quickly, it also says that the design of Shack Tool from Super Metroid is inspired by a Kirby enemy, Heavy Mole. I just clicked on Heavy Mole. Well, there's a I whole different world of <laughs> Metroid references and cameos that we could dive into. Maybe we do that on another episode, because I saw there was a really cool one, how there's an enemy in Mario and Luigi um, Partners in Time that is shaped and looks like uh, Nightmare. So, Ooh, and it has a na- and it has like a sleeper dream um, themed name too. So I think that's a direct reference. Yeah, if we're talking about outside references that reference that uh, Metroid, uh, the uh, rock monster in Galaxy Quest is like directly um, is what directly inspired the Thordis boss fight. Mm, right. Well, I mean, not that, cool. it, not that it referenced Metroid. I just I didn't know that that connection between Super Metroid and Kirby existed. I feel a little bit nauseous yeah. now, actually, for some reason. <laughs> Unrelated, um, probably. And, and and he's like, maybe Mario RPG is my favorite SNES <laughs> game again. <laughs> All right, we got a few more here. Um, unless y'all have some more, I'm gonna throw in now the next one. This there because there are too many games in the series. I'm just gonna clump them all together. Uh, the WarioWare mini games. So any of the related Metroid WarioWare mini games, there are I want to say now like five or six, if not seven, with the new one that just dropped, which has a direct Dread reference. Yeah. 
So I'm not going to go through all of them, but if you if you haven't played the WarioWare series, their collection, like it's Mario Party, but the games are like super, super short, whatever. And a lot of them reference other Nintendo games, if not directly have like a gameplay segment that you can play. I know the, the most recent one has like a, a Metroid Dread segment where you like uh, speed boost and shine spark yeah. at the end. You have to like build up speed and then shine spark at the end. So there, I know like one of the first WarioWare games is just straight up like mother brain boss battle from NES Troid. There's a bunch and I'm not going to go through all of them, but I personally had this on my list, which by the way is, is, is identical to our current um, definitive list. Just uh, pat myself on the back real quick, but I currently have it between Kirby's Dreamland three and Super Mario RPG. I have it up there. I've got it. I got them up there. And the reason why I've got them up there, but not all the way at the top is uh, very, very cool that Samus appears in the WarioWare games. And she also appears, by the way, in other mini games too, like that aren't directly ripping from Metroid. She kind of just shows up as character. All very cool. I think for me, why they're not at the super top is just because, again, a lot of these mini games are like Metroid based more than Samus based, even though Samus shows up and they're kind of just ripping from the games. And then other places, she's kind of just a character that shows up. But it's very cool that you get to play these Metroid segments and have Samus show up. So I, I put it I put it third on my list. I put it between Kirby's Dreamland 3 and Super Mario RPG. Very cool, obviously very derivative of the games they draw from and are mostly Metroid references with Samus cameoing. So I don't know. I mean, I guess that's what Kirby's Dreamland 3 was, but I liked how that like made use of like like that was the Kirby game with Metroid stuff in it whereas with WarioWare you're literally like kind of playing Metroid in small bursts so I don't know I put a third on mine uh, I'm gonna throw it to you first Doom because I'm curious what do you think oh these are number one on my list I love these okay. WarioWare minigames so much like I love especially I remember WarioWare touched on the DS there was one where um, you're Samus in Turian, and the minigame is you have to pull the you have to like pull the Metroids away before they get to Samus, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, take her life energy away, and you have to use the DS touchscreen to actually like move the Metroids out of the way, to protect Samus, and so like that's a fun one. Obviously, the new uh, Move It game, you know, you're doing um, Metroid Dread, and you actually have to shine Spark into the missile. That's a really cool reference there, mm-hmm. and then um, I think WarioWare, uh, the, the one on the Wii, Smooth Moves. You um, I think you go bowling with Samus and Metroid Prime you in the do. Morph Ball, yeah, <laughs> which is yes, which yes. is just so ridiculous, and, is I, and cool. I love it. <laughs> and so yeah, that I mean just just for the bowl, honestly, the bowling mini game alone, I feel like that alone is worth a number one spot. <laughs> yeah, you might be wor- you might be right, Andy. What do you think? <laughs> um, so I I'm not a big fan of the WarioWare games in general, but I I think I agree with Doom. Actually, I was prepared to make this number one on my list even before mm. the whole Kirby thing because like. I, I thought that that Shine Spark Dread minigame was really cool. Like, it just it, it it just seemed really cool. It was, like, something that... And it looked really great, too. Like, it looked like it was right from Dread. But, uh, you know, just kind of doing a little bit of prep for this, like, I, I didn't know that there was, like, the the Metroid Prime 2, like, like bowling minigame. I remember the NES, um, one of the very original WarioWare game, which I thought was really cool. Like, I, I think that, like... If you were to break these up, maybe individually none of them is like the top of the pack. But I, I think if you're kind of rolling them all into uh, into one into one big pile, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's pretty hard to argue with like that. This is the coolest like Samus cameo because like there's just there's so many like cool different kinds and um, 
again, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know like what I expect from WarioWare, but I just, I remember seeing like the, the Metroid Dread one and just being like, kind of like, that one's really cool. Almost like shell shock that it wasn't like this cartoony schlocky kind of, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what I expect from WarioWare. And I was like, oh, that's like actually Metroid Dread. Like, that's kind of neat. So, um, none of the, to be fair, none of the game references in the warrior, in the warrior games, like they're usually like ripped directly from like the gameplay. So like, yeah, but still it was a, it's a really cool mini game though. Well, I, like, I love looking through, I can, I, I so can definitely see that. Like there's the one super Metroid one. Um, there's like a zero mission. Like there's lots of cool different ones. Like you could, uh, like I think if, even if you broke them up into, which I wouldn't do, have done either, but like there's a lot, yeah, yeah, like even like individually, like I think that the Shine Spark one would be pretty high on my list. I think the original NES one would be high on my list. The bowling would be high on my list. Um, so I, I think like, and by the way, Samus with the cello uh, <laughs> shows back up in WarioWare. In uh, does that make it a stronger cameo by a double cameoing? I don't. It's. She's got Ooh. full color now, and I guess she had full color before, but uh, it looks like it looks pretty slick. Better color, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, hmm. I, I I think it would be tough to not say this is number one for me. All right, well, I you know, going into this, I had it three, but I think you all, I mean, obviously it doesn't matter. Both of y'all are putting it at the top, so it's going at the top of our definitive list. But I think you all swayed me. I think you might be right. I'm a huge WarriorWare fan too. I just. I don't know. I think now that you put it that way, especially how doing how you put it, like it, I think I think you might be right. I think it might be peak. But I want to tell you all what was first on my list at the time. Okay. I'm curious what y'all thought. Um, Super Mario Maker, because you can play as Samus in Super Mario Maker by using uh, the amiibo, both the Samus amiibo, Power Suit Samus amiibo, and Zero Suit Samus amiibo. That's and right. I. I put it at the top of my list because you are technically playing as the both of them, even though I guess they're really Mario versions of them, but you are playing as them. And you get a little fanfare when they show up. You can play as both Power Suit and Zero Suit Sam, if I'm not mistaken. But at least for me, the selling point was you're literally have to play a Samus in a Mario game. Like, how cool is that? I guess it's not you're not really playing as Samus, and so maybe I should knock it down, but I don't know. There was just something about it. I was like, what's cooler than like having... Samus literally playable in like a 2D Metroid game. Like that's super cool. So yeah, I, I put this at the top of my list, but I would definitely be okay with putting it below WarioWare because I think you all convinced me. But I I'm I'm you know curious. What do y'all think? Super Mario Maker, Andy, any thoughts? I first of all, I forgot about this because I remember playing as Samus too. Um and and this was like one of the <laughs> one of the Wii U games that I was actually like pumped about to get. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was fun. I think, I think I would rank it lower because while the novelty is really cool, I do think that it, it's taken away a little bit by the fact that you can play as like everybody from super smash bros a little bit. So it's, it's not like a, like even in Kirby, right? Like we talked about, like it's kind of cool that like they integrated some of the, the Metroid stuff into that where like you get a better, cameo if as a result of doing you know better in the level where this one you, you know it, it's really just a skin and while i agree with you like i think it's really cool like being able to play as samus or, or like the ice climbers in super mario maker and doing all these like insane mario levels um i i do i i think that that does bring it down a little bit for me probably mid-pack probably below both Tetris and Mario RPG for me, but above the other stuff, including 
the quality F1 game and uh, Dead or Alive. <laughs> that's our that's our inspired by Metroid. That's what it is. <laughs> for the Famicom. It's a whole two yeah. hour episode on that one screen. Yeah. Hope you all right. Uh, you know, maybe I was breaking my rule here by like, oh, no skins or costumes make you look like Samus because maybe that's what's happening here. But I kind of interpreted it. To be, to be fair, it does give you the sound as- design. It doesn't give you the sound design, so I feel like that's close enough. It's it's not like like a me where it's like a character wearing Samus' stuff. Like, that's why I was trying. I didn't want to include, like, Bayonetta or Monster Hunter, where, like, you're not playing as Samus. You might be dressed as her. Whereas this kind of feels more like you are playing as Samus more than just playing as Mario with a Samus, like, skin. There's fanfare. There's sound effects. But it, it might be skewing I, still a little too close. I can so. see, I, I like, I see and respect that argument. I just think, like, again, like, I mean, you, you look at right. this game; it's compatible with fifty amiibo, fifty. So you can play as like fifty people. So that's really cool. But I, I think it makes it less special individually for yeah. for me. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not going right. to argue against you guys if you think it's just like you know super cool because it until- is cool. Dude, what do you think? My biggest, my biggest takeaway is, oh my god! Remember how Super Mario Maker was so much cooler than Super Mario Maker Two on the Switch? <laughs> um, yeah, fair, probably, that's because like there was nothing else going on on the Wii U. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the game, and it was also a novel. I mean, it was like the first one. It was yeah. a huge novelty. Like then you put up Super Mario Maker Two. Well, you already had Super Mario Maker. It's not as revolutionary. So I, I think that was kind of why. And the and the levels are harder to make because you don't have the gamepad for. Pres- Anyways, that's a whole other a point, whole other dude. podcast right there. <laughs> Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd probably put it in the same tier as Andy. I could go either above or below the um the Tetris cameo, but that's probably around the same area that I'd uh, wow a lot lower than I expected. You guys nope. really like it's Cello right. Samus, dude. Cello Samus really? is awesome, <laughs> dude. Chamus, uh, <laughs> Samus Cello is awesome. Chamus Cello. Chamus Cello. <laughs> I actually uh, I remember. So this is like a side story, but um, I never I never gamble like ever. Like if I go to a, a casino, I'll take like twenty Ooh. bucks. I don't know. It's it's just not my thing. But I remember I had I was going to a casino in like twenty whatever year Mario Maker came out with my friend, and I, I had like five bucks on my table, and I was like, I'm gonna buy Super Mario Maker with this. I'm gonna I'm gonna win big at the casino tonight. And by God, I turned that damn five dollar bill into a hundred bucks by the end of the night. That's my proudest nice. gambling there you moment go. of all time. And I marched into. I marched into like EB Games the next day, like Vince McMahon, just like <laughs> strolling up to buy Super Mario Maker, slammed the hundo on the table, and I was like, "I'll take one, please." So yeah. maybe I have a little bit of a soft spot for Super Mario Maker, but not yeah, not soft enough. <laughs> um. All right. So I can't I, top you know, that story. I don't have a. I don't have a good. Most of my gambling stories do not end very <laughs> happily, so I don't have a fun one like that. But. All right, you know what? I think I will. I'll bite the bullet, and I will give uh, Samus with the cello its due. So I'm going to put Super Mario Maker on the definitive list below Tetris NES. I think. I think Andy, your 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 point about like it is kind of like costumey, maybe not entirely, but also the fact that it's not a unique cameo. I think is maybe the a big big pivotal point there. Um, okay, well I have one more. I don't know if y'all have any other cameos I might have mentioned. I have one real quick. Uh, Picross. Anyone's ever played that? I love um, Samus. Samus shows up in it. I mean, and it's that, it's not a very good it. cameo, right? Like, <laughs> I, I do love the Picross, p- though. Like, it's I so put it at fun. the bottom of my list because it's just Samus shows up. Yeah. So, and not in like a funny way. She just runs across the screen. It's not like a fun cameo. It's not kind of cool or unique. It's it's Samus 
in Picross. Uh, I think my notes were Picross, Samus is in Picross. All right. So the, the thing about, like, <laughs> I, I can't disagree with you guys. I mean, it's, it's you know, but the whole the whole idea of Picross, and I'm going to, I'm just going to quickly just throw out there what this game actually is for anybody that may not know. It's kind of like Sudoku where, like, you have to shade in. There's, like, a grid and you shade in boxes um, and there's numbers that kind of tell you which boxes you shade in or which ones you don't. Um, it's very, very, very fun, actually. And if anyone has NSO, you should check out the Mario Picross game. It's it's a blast. I, I probably put like 100 hours into that. So, like, it's kind of cool to see, like, the, the one picture of Samus. Like, the... I forget which one it is, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it's like Samus and Energy Tank. So, like, the, there is cool stuff, but, like... Being an actual puzzle in a fun game does not make a cool cameo to me necessarily. So it's it's hard to disagree with this. I'd probably put it above uh, our pal F one racing, but I no. I think I think I, I can't do that. I can't do that because F one race is at least trying to be like funny. Like it's trying to make I, a little yeah. joke. F one racing like F one racing has babes. This one doesn't really have that, but F one racing has babes. This um, is not a exactly. Babe. Honestly, you you just said it right oh, okay, there. Yeah, Justice okay. for F one race. <laughs> but I really right, like so, Picross. It's really fun. I want to just yeah. All right, so Samus and Picross. I had it at the uh, I had it at the bottom of my list, boys. <laughs> at the bottom of my list. Is anyone? In, is anyone? Did, are we arguing to put it above F one race? I cannot agree. I can't. I can't do it. Doom. I would never say such heresy. Okay, so Andy, uh, unfortunately for you, Picross is the bottom. I, I uh, mean, like, <laughs> I, I probably would make the argument, but it's not one I would certainly die on for for sure. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So, at the moment, our definitive list is WarioWare at the top, followed by Kirby's Dreamland Three, Super Mario RPG, Tetris NES, Super Mario Maker. Dead or Alive Dimensions, F1 Race, and Picross. Now, are there any Samus cameos that I have missed? Major ones that I have missed? Any? Um, I now. would say that there is um, at least one more Tetris game that... Uh, I mean, it's a very small cameo. Well, there's it's like Tetris like DS where like there's a Samus. I think she shows up there. but Yeah, maybe that. I, other than that, I would say no. Uh, that's pretty okay. much all the big Metroid cameos, I believe. Uh, there is... There, there is there is one more. There's um I don't know if you guys remember the NES remix games that were on the uh, Wii U and 3DS, but it basically like mm. took a bunch of like NES games and just kind of like mashed them up together. And one of them, you had um uh, Super Mario Brothers 1-2 Underground but you're playing as Samus blasting away like um, everything. Not something I'd rank terribly high, but like a pretty cool idea that's just, you know, kind of weird and funny to see in action. I feel like it's arguing semantics, but I don't know if I would count that as a cameo because like the whole gist of the game is is like taking existing NES games and yeah, you know what I I mean? I could see that. Yeah. Um, All right. But I mean, I've I've seen that game before. Like it, it does look like pretty cool. I wanted to really quickly, if we if we may, because there's there's like a thousand just general Metroid cameos. But I thought that maybe we we might all have like one or two that we like might yes. like to just highlight. And actually, I wanted to highlight one specific one. But Dak, I want I want you to go first because I want to see if we have the same one. Oh no, you're gonna you can go first. Okay, so <laughs> I've never played this game. Uh, I'm I'm like the the one guy in the world that's never played this game. But man. 
that that Samus like racing car in, in Rocket League looks slick. Mm. It looks so awesome. I love the way that this looks. I thought it was so cool that that Samus showed up in like this huge, you know, the, this huge game that that tons of people are playing. Even like the um, like the Zero Suit. I don't know if it's supposed to be the Zero Suit car or whatever, but like even that like variant looks really cool. But like her main like ship car looks like just so slick that that concept art that they did with like the the cyberpunk like road just looks awesome so i've always i want that really car beautiful. in real life oh my god dude that would be unbelievable i would never drive it but i want that car in real life and you got like the I... wave boost on that bad boy too that looks that looks so cool hmm. rocket league's a dope game but i think unfortunately those skins are only on the switch version yeah. Oh, what other so version? Yeah, each each, well, I each console I believe has like their own exclusive skins. Like I think the PlayStation they got like the um, the twisted metal skins, and then Xbox they got like the Warthog obviously, and then you got the um, APC from Gears of War. Right. That's cool. Nice. Um, I think for me, some of my favorite, just really like quickly off the top of my head, I always like. Well, first of all, there's like um, the the Metroid that shows up in StarCraft Two. It's on one of the maps. There's a Metroid in one of the vial or one of the big tanks, which I always thought was fun because I was a big StarCraft II fan back in the day. Um, there, speaking of similar games, Heroes of the Storm, uh, the medic had a Samus color uh, scheme in Heroes of the Storm, which was pretty cool. You mentioned the Rocket League one, which was on my list. That is also a very awesome uh, reference and came or reference i guess there and then yeah i mean there's so many other ones but i always like the starcraft one was really cool to me mm-hmm. do any any off the top of your head real quick all right for what's the your longest favorite? What's your time, favorite metroid reference for the longest time i said that i didn't want to spoil this but screw it i'm going to spoil it today i know you guys don't care about spoilers uh, especially for um doom eternal but I'm going to spoil one of the most pop-off moments for me during this game. So if you all are listening and you don't want to get spoiled, be warned, I'm about to spoil a Hold on, I'm, take, I'm taking my major headphones off, metro- I want to play Doom Eternal. Okay, okay, you... Alright, yeah, pay attention when I stop talking. So, in the, um... In the final third of the game, in a level called Necroval Part 1, you fight a mini-boss called Calabas the Sightless Judge... And the business is basically a recreation of the of the NES mother brain fight. And it's so incredible. You're fighting a giant brain in like a jar and a shielding and it's firing the ring projectiles at you. And um, instead of Metroids coming at you, um, you have pain elementals that are that are coming at you and you're on and you're on like sinking platforms into lava. It is you you on one hand you could say maybe it's a coincidence. I think there is too much similarities to that to call this a coincidence. I think it is a direct reference to that fight, and it is incredible. Andy, you're safe now. I I agree. You got to check that out, Andy. I, it's, it's I don't know what to tell you guys. I I bought Doom Eternal years ago, like literally the year it came out, and it's been sitting on my shelf. I you know what Doom? I've been playing Doom sixty four actually. And, you, uh, you told me about that. I cannot wait to see you and Gooey talk about that on a. It's on awesome. A, oh, it's it's what, really what's good. it? Flashback sixty four. Is that what the podcast? Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, I had two more that I wanted to shout out, if I may, and this one because it's fresh on my mind. So I was, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I've been watching Castlevania Nocturne on Netflix, and a character just showed up, and it's Juiced Belmont, which I was just like, what? And the game that Juiced is from. Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance. I don't know if it's like intentionally one or not, but uh, it's got like 
basically it's got like the crocomire skull up against this like ledge and it's like it's so it's so great it, it sure looks like his skull but uh plausible deniability there but it, it just uh it reminded me of that and then um you know the, the other one that always comes to mind too and, and i think probably someone would have brought this up if we didn't but jody summer from uh from f-zero i think is pretty like pretty intentionally based on samus just like uh the other racer, James McLeod, whatever his name is, is based on like Fox McLeod in that game. Um, so mm-hmm. I always thought that that was like kind of a, a neat little homage. I don't think you could say it's like a full on like reference or whatever, but it certainly looks, you know, it, Jody certainly looks like Justin Bailey Samus does in, in Nestroid. Mm-hmm. So I always, uh, I always like that as well. Um, James McLeod, that's who I was thinking of. I just remembered my favorite reference for Metroid. I can't believe I almost forgot. But if anyone has watched the show House, there are two. There are a few episodes. There are two episodes in particular, though. Uh, there are a few episodes where he's playing video games. There are two episodes in particular. There's one episode where he is playing Zero Mission on the Game Boy SP, Game Boy Advance SP, and then I believe he's also playing Metroid Prime Hunters in another episode. Now it doesn't. Ref- it doesn't- the first time demo specifically. <laughs> Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So it doesn't, he doesn't say Metroid. And if, you, if you've seen the episodes, it doesn't sound like Metroid. It just has like the generic, like beep, boop, boop, loop, up, up, like Space Invaders sound. But you see him, you see footage of him playing uh, Metroid in two occasions. And I always thought that was really great. Like, I was a big fan of House. It's always fun when that showed up in the episodes. And it's like kind of cheesy and corny because they don't even do it. Like, they give it like these nonsense sound effects, which are always funny to me. And then he's like, like the patient's like what are you doing and he's like i'm on level four and he's like fighting through brinstar like <laughs> it's not how the game works bro but yeah um and, and they like i remember they portray like the chozo statue as like a bad guy and like the zero mission like it like it looks like the statue is killing yeah. him and it's like uh, he was playing some secret you, levels some dlc yeah. that we didn't get to we didn't get to play a part of the remake yeah, kaizo zero he was playing a rom hack that's what he, he was, was playing doing. A, honestly that would be cool if he was <laughs> actually playing a rom hack back then on the SP without any kind of like flashcards, like that'd be crazy. Um, so yeah, that was that was one. And then I just got to mention we're gonna wrap this up. Um, it didn't happen, and I actually think there would be a really cool episode on like Samus cameos and references that didn't happen, but because I believe that like Samus is supposed to show up in like Marvel Ultimate Alliance for the Switch and a couple mm-hmm. other things. But the biggest missed opportunity, and we talked about this on the show like a couple years ago, no Samus in Fortnite. Yeah, and that would have been the coolest cameo of all time. It would have blown all the other ones out of the way. Samus would be able to hit the gritty, be really cool. Like you would have been able to have the gunship. Samus would probably have like a huge arm cannon attack, like Goku's like beam, uh, like the Kamehameha. Like, yeah, that would have, that's the biggest MIPS opportunity. I wish we were able to talk about the Samus cameo. That unfortunately never happened in Fortnite. I remember that, yeah, especially. I remember that. As that was, and especially that was before I started playing Fortnite. Now, as a certified Fortnite enjoyer, yeah. like that is uh, <laughs> it would be great. I dude, I, that would be hype as hell, man. I Have both Doom Slayer and, and Samus. Right like, oh yeah. my god, like just give it to me. I don't like. Um, and again, I've never believe, played Fortnite, but like, how big would that have been for this franchise? Like, it seemed like such fun. a no brainer, and just it'd be so cool. It'd be a lot of fun. Like, it'd be like Fortnite. I, I play a lot of no build. Like, it's really fun, and having Samus like in there, it'd be it'd be so cool. It'd be cool. I, I do want to issue a slight correction. I believe it was Ultimate Alliance Two, not the not three that was just released on the Switch a few years ago. And I believe I Samus no and Link, Samus and Link, were supposed to be playable. But I think the reason they were got they got cut out is because 
they um the developers at the time put them in the build before they were authorized by Nintendo. When they saw it, they were like, "Oh, what is this? Get it out! Get it out!" Because you know well, Nintendo's Nintendo. That was kind of like that reminds me of. I feel like that happened with Netflix. Like, didn't they like leak that they were doing a Zelda movie, and then like Nintendo oh, backed out because. No. Wasn't that a thing? This is like an urban legend that pops up every okay. six months that Netflix is doing a Zelda show. They've never, it's never been a thing. I don't know, but I remember reading that like apparently like there was some leak, like Netflix leaked it and then Nintendo got mad about that. So they sliced and diced. I think something similar also happened with them um, when Retro Studios, because the NES Metroid isn't unlockable, but I think they also wanted Super Metroid isn't unlockable. But they used a third-party emulator to get it running, and Nintendo, Nintendo was like, "Well, that's none I think that. different because I was just yeah. where they sourced yeah. it." But I'm talking about like someone doing something before Nintendo getting gives them approval, and they what, pulled out as a result because of the trust thing. So I don't know what I could believe happened because we we've covered this over at Zelda Dungeon like extensive, like literally from the start of my time there to current day. We've you know every six months it's like the Netflix stuff comes up. What I could believe happened is that someone at Netflix perhaps wanted to make a show based on Zelda and, and maybe like mm-hmm. leaked that information to kind of float it out there to see what the reaction mm. would be like to, to possibly sway Nintendo kind of like how in sports, if like somebody wants a trade, they, they might get their agent to like say so, so that you can kind of see what, you know, get the ball rolling Interest a little bit more. Is, yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't think it was ever like anything that was, that was real. Who knows? I guess we'll never find out. Yeah. Or will we? I don't know. Well, we will find out in a couple days if Samus is in Super Mario RPG. Um, so, yeah. you know, if you do, you got to get us a screenshot of that if you if you come by it. I don't know if I'm going to get that game. I really don't. I feel like I'm kind of content with my Switch games for 2023. About Mario Wonder seemed like a nice one to kind of go out on the year on. So you'll have to tell me all about it. Or maybe I will. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, of course, let us know your favorite Samus cameo or just general Metroid cameo. And let us know what you think of the Zelda movie, too. What you think it may hold for the future of a possible Metroid movie. Uh, you know, the last episode we did on the Metroid movie topic, we said it was the last one until the next one. Well, the next one might come sooner rather than later. Uh, hopefully, anyways. So we will see about that. But, yeah, I think that uh, I think that wraps it up. Thanks for putting that all together, Duck. Oh, it was my pleasure. Um, All right. Well, then, my friends, we are going to get out of here. But, uh, of course, we want you to come and check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, recommend us to that Metroid fan in your life. If uh, if they don't know about the show, I mean, we're doing this every single week. Somehow we make new Metroid content every single week. Sometimes I don't know how we do it, but we do. Uh, So let them know about the Omega Metroid podcast. Check out OmegaMetroid.com. We got guides, news, thought pieces, maps, all the kinds of different stuff over there. And we also got a Patreon, too, where you can get bonus shows. We've got the great Metroid area ranking that is uh, still going strong. So we're about about a third of the way through the areas, I want to say. So still lots and lots and lots of stuff to do over there. And, of course, we want you to check us out wherever you are on social media. Twitter, we're at Omega Metro Pod, at Spateri316, at DaxCity underscore, at Duminal Cross. And, uh, and yeah, we're over uh, on Blue Sky on all the same handles as well. So make sure that you're giving us a follow there. That, my friends, is going to do it. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. We will be back so soon with some Mapping Metroid and some uh, inspired by metroid so lots of good stuff in the weeks to come until then my friends take care